is Nick and Matt Jackson. You're listening to the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. Too sweet. Suck it. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast with Corey Richmond and Jason Brooks. Jason, another interesting uh, week in wrestling. A couple of months back, we uh, did a little bit more deeper dive as we got ready for Wrestle Kingdom. And we thought we'd go back to our best source for uh, New Japan, our buddy Sean. Uh, before we uh, get, get ready to talk about that, there was one bigger story that we'll get Sean's uh, quick take on. But uh, Jay, how are you doing today before we start? Good. I mean, a pretty busy week in wrestling. We have a new world champion. We have apparently AEW getting the biggest signing in the history of the universe. We got an exploding barbed wire death match coming up. I mean, we have, you know, it's a lot going on, a lot going on, and I'm excited to talk about it with the two of you. And Sean, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, how are you doing today? Thanks for having me, as always, guys. Uh, I'm very excited. So before we get I'm into doing a little, well, so before we get into a little New Japan talk, uh, the big story of the week before we found out there's a big signing, a Hall of Fame worthy signing, which hopefully it's not a TNA uh, Hall of Fame worthy signing. Um, it appears uh, the Matt Men podcast reported first uh, a couple of weeks ago that they were hearing that there was advertising, most likely second week in uh, April, that NXT moved to It's official. We've all said from day one that, you know, the best thing for NXT was to get away from Wednesday so people mostly watch it on a regular basis. I'll throw it to both you guys, uh, Jay, right off the bat. Is this the right move? Is it a little too late? Is what do you what's your feeling on NXT going to uh, to Tuesdays? I mean, it's great we get the spread this out. I don't have to try to squeeze two shows in before we do our podcast. So, I mean, that's nice. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's good for NXT. I think it's good for AEW. I don't think I think it's a win win. I mean, well, Impact loses, but um, you know that's really about it. And so, I think it's good for both brands. Um, I think it'll spotlight NXT on Tuesday nights. And so I, I, you know, I see no problem with it. Um, It's interesting that they're just, um, you know, admitting defeat. But again, we've talked about this before. This is not, and this is not WWE going against AEW. This is NXT developmental brand, right? You know, Chris Jericho might be 50, but he's still a star. Moxley's a star. Omega, the Bucks. You know, I love Finn Balor. I love Adam Cole, but they don't have enough guys to compete with the firepower that AEW Dynamite has. So I think this is a good move um, and, and we'll see what they do. And, and you know, they NXT's only problem since they went to USA is they have hot shotted a couple of things, you know, kind of hype their shows up because they know they have to compete against AEW. They haven't done it much, but they've done it enough that it's hurt their show sometimes. So now they don't really have to do that because let's be honest, they they don't have to worry about competing uh, against Impact. So good for AW and good for NXT. Uh, Sean, what's what's your thoughts? Well, first and foremost, I completely agree with both your points. This has never been WWE versus AEW. It just it never really was, uh, and. I don't like to look at NXT as the developmental brand. I don't think WWE truly has a developmental brand any longer. I think NXT has enough uh, guys and women in there who are their own stars. They have made their marks. 
be it in the independent circuit. But, you know, I see that as a, I think that is WWE's outlet for the people who want to see more performance-based wrestling, as opposed to the storyline stuff that you're going to see on Raw and SmackDown every week. Uh, So I don't think it's a big deal that they're moving to Tuesdays. I don't see it as anything. Obviously, I think it, it does kind of suck for Impact, who I think is slowly starting to build momentum. Uh, so I, it'll be interesting to see what, if anything, Impact does. I think that they don't have as much to worry about, one, because they're not on any kind of network. Two, the people who want to watch Impact are still going to want are still going to watch it. They still have the draws, uh, you know, and especially the crossover with AEW right now. And if they start doing crossover uh, with um, CMLL or AAA, and also with NWA, apparently is starting itself back up as well. So if they continue doing the crossover relationships, good for them. I don't think if there's any uh, true concern that they need to be worried about. Now, I, now, I guess one of the points to look at this is: is this? Do you feel this is NXT admitting defeat that they've lost the war, or is this just come down to the idea which we spoke about a couple of weeks back that the Peacock deal and with uh, NBC Sportsnet going away, NHL was going over because they have the deal on Wednesday nights. This was going to happen, and this is just the idea that even though the uh, NHL ratings might, you know, to a game-to-game basis, might depend on what markets are playing. But the ad revenue that you get for NHL is higher, going to be higher on USA Network than what they're going to get for NXT. So it was just the natural progression of how this was going to be. So, I mean, if, if NXT was doing, you know, 3 million viewers a week, they would have an argument to stay. But when you're losing every week and some weeks are close, some weeks aren't, NX, you know, NHL might be the number four sport in the USA, but still ad revenue and everything else working out, this was just what was meant to be. And I think you know, at least on my end, Vince McMahon was just fighting the non-winning battle and he was basically forced by his partner who just gave him, you know, billions of dollars for subscribers to finally say, it's time to move on. Yeah, I guess I guess you laid it out perfectly and I agree with you, but I guess the, the other question is, how much of a spike do we see in AW's ratings, right? Do we see them get to that million, 1.2 million? I mean, you add, you add it up, it's like, you know, you add up this week's, viewership it's like like 1.5 million people do they get somewhere along those lines on a consistent basis i think that'll be the thing that's interesting to see as well with all this yeah i mean i it is interesting that uh and sean i'll get your point of view on this here on, on one second but it will be interesting to see like when these shows have gone unopposed most most times the ratings have gone over the million mark and you know we said time after time how, how can you truly judge these shows in the pandemic era where for a long time fans, especially even with Raw and Raw has been a disaster, we know that. And they had, you know, they had the steady rating this week. So, you know, the clock of death will most likely stay for, for quite a while. But the idea is how do you judge a product when there are no fans or very- I think we got, I think we got to be done with the, 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 the it's been a year. Oh, no, I understand like, it's that. Been, it's, been, that. it's been a year. We got to stop with the, well, how do you judge something when there hasn't been fans in a year, right? Like, this is what it is at this point. This is what we have. This is what we're dealing with. I mean, there, you know, Biden's saying we have enough vaccines that in May, you know, uh, whatever. We'll see. But for 
I don't know, the next six to eight months, this is probably what we're going to see limited capacity, whatever. So I, I don't want to do the judge it because now also the top, all the top 20 shows aren't necessarily news programs either. So I think with Trump gone and the impeachment stuff, I think things are starting to mellow out with the news a little bit. So I, I think we're going to kind of see where the ratings really are going to stand here. Uh, Sean, what, what do you think? Uh, honestly, I, again, I, I really don't, I personally, I never thought that NXT should have been taken off the network, uh, you know, Good before point. they sold and before, I guess, with them merging with Peacock, I think it is right. Peacock, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Before, way before that, they never, ever should have taken that off. That alone was such a draw for people to have membership on that platform. I thought it was crazy, but you know, USA, like you said, paid them billions of dollars effectively to put another product on TV. Um, I don't think at the end of the day, it's going to make a huge difference. I don't think a day of the week really makes a difference to wrestling fans. Is there wrestling on Monday? Yeah, they're going to watch even if it sucks. And we all know it sucks. Is there going to be a wrestling on Tuesday? Sweet. All the more reason why I don't have to leave my basement during COVID. Wednesday, is there wrestling? Holy crap, there's more wrestling this day? Awesome. Is there going to be Thursday wrestling? Probably, yeah. Well, and then I we got SmackDown. Yeah, I guess that brings up the point. If you're in, we brought, and before we move on to New Japan, if you're Impact Wrestling, you've been on every week besides Sunday, basically, in your history, do you move to Thursday? I know that you're getting the quote-unquote, you know, paid advertisements from Tony Khan, which are hysterical, you know, nine out of ten times. Uh, as you're, and that's kind of the lead-in for Wednesday. But if you're Impact Wrestling, you're getting a decent, you know, hundred thousand people a week or a little bit more, depending on yeah. the week. I, I mean, now that I just, do you move to Thursday? Stay, stay where you are and see what happens first. Let's Agreed. not run to. Let's not run. I think what this would affect would be like NWA. I think they would be somewhere where they, you know, now they're starting off. Start on Thursdays. Don't start on or or do early on Tuesdays like MLW does. Either do early Tuesdays before as a lead in to those shows, you know, or or, or do Thursdays. I, I think Impact's got to stay where they are. Keep doing what you're doing and then kind of see where see where things go. And who knows? There's a chance they may do better because. You know, people are like, oh my gosh, is wrestling going on and impact or whatever. So maybe they maybe they end up doing it okay from this. So, you know, give it a couple of weeks and 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 see what see what happens. Competition uh, breeds success. That has absolutely. always been the case. Absolutely. Competition is healthy. I agree entirely. And uh, the other flip side to it is you can't move impact too far away from AEW for storyline purposes. They're very intertwined at this point. And I think they're going to be intertwined for a little while. And I I don't see any reason to move. Why Why freak out? Sure, absolutely. I just wanted to go and say uh, for the guys in the, the Wrestling Life group, uh, we've got Felipe from the Total Basis podcast, uh, which you can check out on uh, Sunday mornings, uh, commented uh, saying, I have some people across other groups excited that NXT will be on Tuesdays and AW will be on Wednesday so they can watch both. So that's really a really good point uh, concurring. And we also have Andy from who does our Instagram, which you can follow us at WorkshootPod, also our Twitter handle, which Jay handles, you know, the majority of the week. But uh, good good discussion on uh, the NXT possible move. But uh, we brought you on, uh, Sean, to, for your 
expertise a lot more than us at times when it comes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. So uh, let's start off. Since, since you've been on, uh, we've had a couple of things go on, but one of the big things that have happened last couple of days since last week we spoke about uh, Marty Scroll was at the New Japan Strong Tapings. That came out, and now it's come out that uh, anything that he was he doing is being scrapped. Uh, you know, previous talks, we know that, you know, you have your strong stance, just like all of us on the Speaking Out movement. But uh, do you think it was a good idea that they got rid of Mario Stroll? Or do you think that it should have just gone with, on with plans? What, what's your thoughts of uh, them basically doing the 180 now that it came out? I think they did the smart thing and said, hey, let's read the room. The room spoke out and they paid close attention and you know, the, the situation with Marty Skrull is obviously a lot different than the situations with Joey Ryan uh, and a number of other people like Mike Elgin, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Marty Skrull, while he, everyone says, technically did not do anything wrong, what he did is still, no matter how you break it down in any, uh, any country, any society, it's not right. He, he fucked up big time. Sorry. That's all there is to it. Yeah. There you go. Jay, you're not the first to curse on the podcast this week. Let's go. Let's there go. you go. That's Let's what's go. up. Yeah, I mean, it's it's gross. It's it's gross what he did. And and here's the thing. She's saying she was assaulted. The Here's the other thing, everyone. Um, I deal with 16-year-old kids all the time. Their brains are different than our brains. Manipulation, things like that. Um, Though their brains have not figured all those things out yet, right? So a 24-year-old, 25-year-old man trying to, and maybe she was drinking a little bit or whatever. Cares. I, I, I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is we don't know what happened and we don't know what didn't happen, but it sounds like something if I were a company, I'd want to stay away from. And I think they, and maybe they leaked this on purpose, they, it maybe, sounds like they did. Maybe they some this reports. on purpose to see if people would be like, okay, you know, like it's fine. You know, he can now have a job again. Like it's fine. Or if people would go, you know, nuts. And it sounded like people went nuts and they're like, all right, I think we're done here. Yeah. A couple of blog spots uh, were definitely putting that out. Uh, it sounded like it was purposely leaked. Like I said, to read the room. Um, I, I, Again, I'm, I'm not surprised that they brought him in even to kind of feel it out. Uh, you know, they've, they've held on to Chase Owens, even though he's been accused of things. Uh, you know, they held on to Will Ospreay and Bia, uh, Bia Priestley are prominently featured, uh, as we all know, despite the fact that they've had uh, a lot of negative publicity against them as well. But at the same time, it, it doesn't matter. It's not right. And, but I'm not going to base... I'm not going to go on a tangent about a company when every single wrestling company has uh, sketchy, crappy people working for them. Absolutely. You know, it is what it is. I don't agree with them bringing him in, but I understand why they did. Um, you know, if Marty Skrull had probably done a little bit more uh, apologies and a lot more uh, public, public acceptance that he had really screwed the pooch on this one, uh, I think he would be in a better position than, say, Joey Ryan trying to uh, run a women's charity wrestling match that very quickly got found out. Yeah, great. Yeah. yeah. 
and Tony Khan was like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, that was a, that was one of those interesting stories that we mostly won't have time to talk about this week. But uh, yeah, I mean, when it when it comes to uh, Marty Squirrel, he's a great talent. I mean, he's, it was, it's funny, you know, I said last week, you know, everyone deserves a second chance and maybe at some point he'll get that second chance. But like you said, reading the room and if this wasn't, you know, if, if the pandemic wasn't going on and they just brought him back to in Japan, I think this would have kind of gone a little bit under the radar and it would have not been as big of a, a big of a thing. So, I mean, I think that they have to figure out what can and can't be done, especially if you want to be in the new, in U, the U S and have a focus. And I mean, I don't, the, the idea of him being in the U S is, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think I, I, you know, I think we can scratch that off for a really, really long time. Um, he did acknowledge that he had sex with a woman and that it wasn't right, but he said he did not assault her, that it was consensual. So he did say, I know it was like gross, but I did have sex with her, but it was consensual. So, I mean, he did acknowledge it, which I actually give him credit for. Jerry Ryan said he never did anything. 18 million women are saying the opposite, mm-hmm. but so, I mean, I give him credit for that. And there's like, we talked about, about it for a long time in our show last week, the idea of giving the guy another chance, the ability for him to work again and make a living in professional wrestling, but also how do we, how is that juxtaposed with the fact that he did something either scummy, scummy for sure, criminal, right? Where on the line was that? So I, I think it's a tough deal. And listen, like we talked about with Gina Carano saying stupid stuff or, or these people are public figures. It's a different thing, you know, a different level uh, uh, for them to be judged by because they're public figures. And so a company is going to say, you're on camera every fucking week. And this shit's coming out about you. You know, you're not a laborer. You're not, you know, if, if something like that happened with me and my job, I'm a public, I'd be fine. I'd be fired. Right. Like, so there's certain things that just, I mean, it is what it is and it sucks for him, but he did something stupid. And like, listen, I have a lot more sympathy for like a lot more people in our country. So you know, it is what it is and, and, and time to move on. And, and hopefully maybe he goes to Mexico, you know, when, if, and when they open up um, and, you know, he'll, he'll be fine. He'll figure it out. He's made enough money. I'm sure he's saved money. He'll be fine. I'm not, not too worried about him, but hopefully, yeah. hopefully things work out for him. Hopefully he gets another shot. I mean, you know, I'd like to see him get another shot if, you know, down the road, but not, not for a while and probably not in the U S no, at some point we'll see. Well, mostly everyone comes back mostly at some point. Um, besides David Star, but that's not subject. Uh, so the one of the other big stories of the week for uh, New Japan is the combining of the IC and the uh, the world title to make it one title. A lot of people have been going up in arms. They do not know what the future is when it comes to li- the lineage of the title. And I know that the IC title hasn't been as, around nearly as long as the world title. But uh, Sean, I'd love to get your point of view on your thoughts on them combining the title. And I guess, what did you think of, and I know it was kind of destroyed because of the pandemic this last year, but I guess the initial idea of combining the titles in the first place. Uh, Okay, so I'm pretty split on it right now. Going into it, my gut feeling was, first off, that is the best belt in wrestling uh, AEW's belt is second and everything else I don't care about short of maybe the NWA championship. Cause let's face it, that's history. You can't write that off. Uh, but I, 
I think, I think that belt itself, you know, they, they claim that it's the most prestigious title in sports uh, or in professional wrestling, I should say in, in the sport of wrestling, we'll even say, I agree. Uh, that belt looks fantastic on anyone and anyone who has uh, that company has put that belt on has proven time and again, how good they are. They have great performances. They have strong matches. They can carry a company. Maybe not even. Uh, say what? Maybe not even. I no. I think okay. Evil definitely has good matches. I'm I'm not going to knock yeah, Evil. But look, think, think about this. A couple of the people they hot shotted over the last several years. Let's say since we've actively been really watching Jay White mm-hmm. and Evil. They hot shotted them. They were still good wrestlers. <laughs> like they were still good. So, I mean, yep. I, I agree with Sean 100%. I, I also think that uh, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship, uh, even though it's, it's only been around, I think, since 2011, I think, was the first. That, that belt, and also I'll even say that the WWE's uh, Intercontinental Championship, I hate the fact that those, uh, well, the WWE belt specifically, they're not as prestigious as they should be. You know, I grew up watching Bret the Hitman Hart be an intercontinental champion and and just doing amazing things with that belt, you know, with Shawn Michaels going up on that belt, Razor Ramon, et cetera, et cetera. And when Jason got me into New Japan years ago, I'm watching Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, rock that belt. And whether you like him as is currently or you don't, um, the King of Strong Style made that belt so cool. Him and AJ Styles co-main evented a Wrestle Kingdom for the belt, right? When's the last time you saw the Intercontinental title highlighted on a pay-per-view on WWE? Absolutely. I mean, same idea. They made ROH interesting when they were having problems when they brought in, you know, Shinsuke and different things. So, I mean, there was that title was as important. And, you know, the whole idea of having, you know, dual house shows, I know that's not happening as much in the U.S. at all at this point because of the pandemic. We'll see how that goes later on. But I see what you're saying. But what about the point of the fact that what's your theory on, like I said, the lineage and everything else? Do you have a problem on how they might handle that? I mean, like one of the cool things is when you see these big world title matches, you see every person who's held the title right beforehand. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think that's just like a nerd thing. People say, oh, my God, I'm not going to see the history of this and that. Or you think it really matters? Or what's your thoughts on that? So, like I said, I was split on it uh, until I watched, you know, the first day of, of New Japan Cup earlier today. I, I managed to watch it and I loved uh, who is it? Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Charlton. He really made uh, an impassioned uh, plea, whether or not you know, I'm sure the company told him to do it. He made a really great point with his speech. So I'll encourage anyone who has uh, that same feeling I had initially. Give it a watch. Listen to what he has to say during the main event. Uh, I completely agree. I don't think that it's erasing history. And I really, I loved watching all the champions uh, get put up before. I don't necessarily think it's erasing history so much as uh, it can be looked at as a turning point uh, for this company. You know, there it's 2021. Uh, They have done so much. They have grown so much in the last decade that I think starting this as is, is just fine. I think Kota Ibushi of anyone is the right person to do this with. Kota Ibushi, I mean, geez, the guys, how many times, Jason, did you and I watch this guy climb the ladder, climb the ladder, climb the ladder, right out from underneath him? Uh, I think this is going to be a very interesting thing 
for them to do. I'm still sad that I won't see the IC title, but I also think that it can give prominence to uh, their tag title division, which needs some love. And obviously, I think we're going to see the Good Brothers are going to start coming in. And I know that they've made some call-outs to um, uh, Dax and What's-His-Face over in AEW. So I I think they're, they're probably going to get a little injection of, of lifeblood into there. Yeah, I think um, I my only problem is that the never title has, has just doesn't do it for me. Oh, and on. I know, and I know, listen, I know, I know, I know Shingo, I know Tanahashi. Like I get it. And, but to me, that belt was almost like, like, I, I mean, the first time I think I saw it was, was Ishii had it. And it, I mean, he was just, I almost feel like it's a different kind of division, mm-hmm. right? It's almost like, like the black and blue, like these, these are like the kick-ass, like beat the shit out of each other division. Like that's these what are this the legit Puro guys. Yeah. 100%. So, so to me, it's like now you have the IC. You know, so to me, that that's like, what is the belt now? So I don't know. I don't, I look at the never belt as the third belt, and I think it's fine as a third belt. Uh, and I know that's what they're talking about, elevating it to. And Tanahashi has it now, which, you know, whatever, but I don't know. I, I, it sucks that the belt is gone. Um, I think it was a great belt, but also, you know, you got to move on. You got to change things. Right. So I'm okay with them changing stuff. And also for the most part, and I have problems with new Japan with certain things, but big things, they generally do well. Like they generally handle things really, really well historically, and they do a good job with certain things. So I think for the most part, it'll be fine. I know people are not up for I'm part of this like New Japan Facebook group. It's the worst, but um, <laughs> they're all they're all up in arms about it, you know. But I mean, it is it is what it is. I think that um, you know they could do some some good things, and 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 we'll see. But also, those belts were really pretty belts. Like they were oh, nice God. looking. They were nice looking belts. So uh, if it'll be interesting to see what they do. They need to change that never belt. It's ugly. Yeah, it's it's not good looking. It's like a it's like a WWE belt. It's like just yeah. an ugly looking belt. I'll put this up. This will be this this is kind of like my my asterisk to this to me being okay with it. If the new the new belt looks awful, I'm out. <laughs> bring me back. <laughs> bring back both titles. I'm out. I don't want anything to do with it. If it looks like crap, don't waste our time. You know, but oh, yeah. I, I have full faith in them. They have uh, they've had interesting belts over uh, the last 40 years. You know, this, I believe, is the fourth version of the heavyweight uh, title. Um, obviously, the IC title has only existed since 2011, I think it is. So um, but I think it was black before and now it's white. I 100 percent think that they're going to do right by it. I'm excited to see what they do. Um I'm willing to give it a shot because why the hell not? And I guess the uh, last thing on this before we move on, I would say is you've seen with all of these companies, just because something changes doesn't mean it can't come back later on. How many times have we combined the WWE titles, unified them, and then all of a sudden a year later, you know, somebody comes out with a briefcase and we've got two titles again. You know, ROH combined the pure and the world title, and now we have a pure title again. So it's not like if – 
you know, if all of a sudden the Japanese fans are clamoring for that title to come back, we can't all of a sudden say we're bringing back the title. So, I mean, I don't know if this is forever. I mean, they're most likely might be a little more stringent when they do things, but in two years, if all of a sudden business isn't going as good and they need another touring title and never, and the never title is the way that Jay feels about it, the fans, I could see the IC title coming back or another title because, you know, the U S you know, IC title, whatever we call the title that John Moxley has, isn't, you know, defended ever. We could, it could come back. And, you know, speaking about that, let's, let's get into that quickly. Uh, Moxley versus Kenta, it finally happened. What was your guys' thoughts? Do you think now that we have the forbidden door and we're having another tournament coming up, do you think we see Moxley defending a little bit more or you think it's still a little tentative? How, how do you think this all gets handled? We'll start with you, Jason. Well, first of all, the best match was that uh, Dickinson, I think it's Narita, I think that's his name, yeah, um, the, the young boy. That was the best match. Of the, of the, that match was awesome. Uh, it was only eight minutes. They beat the shit out of each other. They told an amazing story. I, I loved everything about that match. Um, yeah, and the Moxley match kind of had some gimmicks and tables and some stupid shit. But So I thought it was fine. Um, I think, yeah, I think the idea is that Moxley is going to be defending this title more. I mean, I don't think he's going to win on Sunday. Um, hopefully he's alive after that match. Uh, they don't injure their top two performers, stupid, but, um, you know, assuming that he's healthy and can still go, uh, and doesn't hurt himself in this crazy match. I, I don't think he wins the match. I think Omega definitely wins. And I think this would be a time to have Moxley defend the title against guys on strong. And that makes new Japan strong, which I think is a really solid hour of wrestling, but not like a star studded, like. Like, not a lot happens on the show. So I think that would be a place where you bring guys in, quarantine them, and he wrestles them on Strong. And you make Strong a bigger show. Uh, Sean, what was, your, what was your thoughts on, uh, I guess, the whole build-up and the actual uh, match? Well, the build-up, obviously, was important uh, for business development. And it blew, I, it blew the entire wrestling community up. Everybody was like, holy crap, it finally happened. It, it's really going to happen. I was obviously excited. I'm sure both of you are excited. Yeah. I can't imagine anyone wasn't. Well, maybe Absolutely. not WWE, but what, you know, whatever. Um, I I loved the buildup. Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, I think they set a lot of potential for Absolutely. upcoming storylines. But uh, I think just like Jason said, the match was not all that great. I think um, I really think Moxley should have dropped the title there. Uh, you know, he's about to have a kid. Uh, he and his wife are about to have a kid anytime now. He is not obviously competing in any of the tournaments in Japan, nor will he be. That's per Tony Khan. I don't even see him leaving for Japan anytime soon. Um, so I think him holding on to the belt didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense personally. Uh, I would have liked to see him drop that. I would have liked to see Kenta get a little bit more of a push going into the new Japan cup. Uh, I think that would have made better sense both for AEW's booking and also for new Japan's booking, but that's just me. Um, I agree. The young lion matches really, really were the strongest matches on that card. Uh, and I love Kenta and I love Moxley, but the match just wasn't, it didn't do anything amazing for me. Yeah. I, I feel like they've had better, they had better matches and then they wrestled each other in the G1 or no. Am I crazy? No, they were on the opposite side. Of they, the they, they opposite, opposite sides. Okay, they didn't wrestle each yep. other. I feel like I, I, that, that was the first time they wrestled each other. No. Yeah. Oh, well, only in uh, each respective brand. 
Yes, uh, they apparently actually wrestled each other in a dark match uh, forever, forever ago um, in when they were doing NXT. Okay, all right. So it was just yeah. as The Shield was getting called up. Okay. Um, I, I've got one more, um, and then, Sean, we are going to – and then Corey might have one more, and then we gotta, we're going to let you go because there's, like, so many things we got to talk about, and Corey Fine. likes the shows to go long. Fine. He likes me not to eat dinner. Um, my last thing is about Jay White. Um, how did you feel about the run-up for that? Did you think he was going to leave? And how do you think they've built on that momentum? Uh, I'll be honest with you. I don't pay a ton of attention to, well, I'm going to take my ball and go home kind of build. I, I never have. I never will. I don't really care. Um, you know, if you show up, you show up. Great. I can't wait to see what stories get built around you. I was never worried. Where's the, He's not going to go anywhere. There's no point for him. You know, he's he is the same as Adam Cole. If he went to WWE, he's going to get stuck in the middle. They're never going to bring him out of NXT. They're never going to move him up the ladder. They're going to say you're too small and you don't have the right look. That's it. That's that's honestly, I think that's entirely why he's not going to go anywhere. And also, it doesn't make any sense for him logistically. Uh, he's a New Zealander. Uh, I believe he does a lot of time in uh, Australia as well. Uh, he loves New Japan. He loves everything that he has been able to build there. There's no reason for him to go anywhere. They, he's one of their top guys. They are going to pay him out the, the I mean, they're just going to load a dump truck up and pull up to his house or apartment or whatever and just unload it and then go back for three more looks. There's no point. Yeah. And I Do I think the buildup was good? Sure. Yeah. Why not? Uh, I think that he's going to get a strong push in the new Japan cup. Uh, I'm interested to see where that goes. And I think his matches have been pretty fantastic lately. And I'm not a big Jay white Mark. Um, I, I think he's had a lot of bad. Booking. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's had a lot of bad booking, which has caused that for me. But I know when I watch him, I know what to expect. And I've never really disappointed. I, I, I think I'm going to get a good show each time. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Uh, last thing before we let you go, and thank you very much for your time as always. So the big thing that's come out of this, uh, Tony Khan is now considering, you know, calling himself the Forbidden Door. Uh, so we, everyone's working with each other, unless you're known as the WWE. We've had Impact Wrestling. You've had Finn Juice has been there the last couple of weeks, feuding with the Good Brothers. I think they're facing them at Sacrifice. You had Kenter at the uh, AEW shows, Beach Blast or Beach Brawl, whatever it was called. You most likely have more coming in once the pandemic is over. Cross your fingers, everything works out there. How do you feel about this integration, everyone working together? Do you, do you think this will help uh, New Japan? Will the fans, you know, get over the idea of being quote unquote butthurt that, you know, the American talent had left at one point? I mean, Jay actually giggle here for a second um what, what's your thoughts on the forbidden door being open is it more than just a concept for selling shirts down the line or what, what's your feeling on the uh new japan working with other people i think the forbidden door was just uh, it first of all it's a catchy phrase uh, but uh obviously that was a i think it was a failed business method that uh harold mage harold yeah. yep that harold mage had uh, I think it was way too of way too much of pride and an old school mentality. Uh, I think that this obviously helps everyone. 
who's going to deny that the numbers are up across the board? I mean, Impact's getting viewership. Impact. They don't even have a contract for broadcast television. They're on Twitch, but they're picking up left and right. And then on top of that, AEW is getting hotter and hotter. Uh, and then last but not least, AEW is heating up with it. And you're right. When, if and when uh, things go into some state of normalcy, uh, I am very excited to see a lot of talent getting moved around and being able to, you know, set up their deals wherever they want to go. It obviously just builds the business. Uh, I think it brings in a lot of different styles. And more than anything, it prevents stagnant storylines as long as you have the right writers, which I think everyone has seen over the last 15, 20 years. Uh, you can have the biggest company in the world. You can have all the money in the world and pay all the big time talent you want. But if you have too much talent and you don't have any creativity, everybody drowns and that ship doesn't sail. Absolutely. Uh, Jay, uh, any last thoughts before we let, uh, no, um, no, Sean, you know, you know, I feel about you. Uh, I love you. And uh, I appreciate you being on the show. Uh, take care of those kids and that wife. And, um, yeah, enjoy the new Japan cup and whatever this uh, shit show of a pay-per-view is going to be. Oh, for God's sake. It's going to be a good pay-per-view. You should be excited. You're going to love it. Uh, the family says hi and sends love to you as well. Corey, they say hi to you as well. Last but not least, uh, one shot. Who are you guys taking to win the cup? All in. Uh, God, Will Ospreay. Don't say Jay White. Uh, all right. All right. Fresh blood. Come on. All right, boys. Have a great night. Take care of yourselves. Thank you for having me. Look forward to hearing from you in the future if you'd like. All right. Thanks, Sean. Glad you on again another couple of months, buddy. All right. Go Bills. Sure. We'll go with that. Go Bills. Uh, go Bills. Get out of go here. Bills. No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy for the Bills. There's like three Bills fans I like, and he's one of them. And then <laughs> the rest of the hundreds that I know, I can't stand. So, all right. Um, I've, all right. Well, I guess I now I have two Bills fans I like. <laughs> one of them uh, does the music for the uh, You Don't Know Jackie podcast. Okay. Uh, good old James Burgess. Uh, it's birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday in advance. But uh, so that was a really good time talking with uh, Sean, catching up with New Japan. But uh, Jay, um, what do you want to start with? You want to start with? The- I don't know. We got we got to hit these these topics quick. We got a lot of shit to talk about. Um, look, I do want to start off with this because I think it's a really cool story. As much as God, it was such a the Should build to this, the, the raw build was so oh my it's such a bad show like how do you have a wrestling show that's that bad it is it i it is the worst show in general like like the worst run show i think in i mean years and it's terrible it is horrible but anyway i i whatever moving on from that i think it's really cool that bobby lash is a champion you have African-American world champion, African-American tag team champions. I think what MVPs, you know, their push with the Hurt Business has been great. Uh, I'm happy for Lashley finally getting the title at whatever. What is he, 44 years old? So um, so I am happy for him as, as a person and a guy who seemed like he's worked hard and he's really improved in the ring. And so I'm excited to see him in WrestleMania, probably against McIntyre. Um, so, yeah, good to have him as a champion, Corey. Just your quick thoughts on that. Um, I, well, twofold. One, 
I think it's long overdue. I think he was, we spoke about many times on this program, how he's one of the most protected guys where you kind of may have not even realized based on the fact he was just a, a secondary champion, but he barely ever lost. And when he did lose, it was usually like by disqualification. So he looked really strong. It's going to be interesting to see where they go with this. If it is Drew McIntyre, or do we have the big surprise at Fastlane setting up him versus Brock Lesnar, which he continues to talk about. He even did an interview recently saying Brock had no interest of in fighting me, but you know, now I have this title. Maybe, uh, maybe we could do something. So, you know, when you put something out in the universe, it's not, always, you know, everything's said for a reason. So, I mean, that could still happen. Um, I think it's great. The fact that continuity can knock down the barriers and someone else put it out. You know what? Black history is not just, you know, 28 days of a month. Black history is, you know, every day. So, you know, it was good to see that it didn't have to be during February for this title change to happen. Um, I do, I'm annoyed, or not annoyed, but a little scared by the fact that this gimmick of the clock of, you know, every 10 minutes telling you that top of the hour, we're going to possibly have a title match. The ratings did not decline. They stayed pretty steady in the third hour. Still not great ratings for Monday Night Raw, but they didn't lose the usual amount, like 200,000 viewers of every week they had. So that gimmick of putting up that clock works. So we're going to mostly see more of that type of stuff in the upcoming weeks, which I don't know if it's the best way to book a program. Oh, God. Yeah, terrible. Um, all right. Um, so we got this big paper. Should we stick, a, stick a little WWE before we go? All right. All right. We'll, we'll stick with the WWE. Go ahead. Go right, ahead. We'll uh, also, I, I, I think the Brian, the Brian stuff, Talking Smack, was tremendous again, by the way. I am imploring you guys, if you listen to our podcast, if you watch us on Russell Life, if you listen to us, watch Talking Smack. That is how you start, you kind of try to make people. Talking Smack was tremendous, but I'll let you talk about whatever WWE topic you want to talk about. Uh, well, I, I'll say quickly on that. Once again, like I said last week, just like uh, being the elite, you don't tell people this stuff exists. It doesn't really matter. I mean, we see it, and maybe there's a YouTube clip about it, but the masses, they're, they're not putting this on SmackDown or on clips, showing the clip of Daniel Bryan doing this, or Apollo Crews, you know, showing his character change starting to happen with Paul Heyman. All these things happen on Talking Smack, which you might see a clip on YouTube or on Twitter. So it's the same thing that you said in the past in regards to something happens on being the elite or on dark or something. If you don't show highlight on your main program, the masses don't see it. So it was awesome him saying, you know, screw CM Punk being the best in the world. I'm going to show why I've been the best in the world forever. Stuff like that. It's awesome and all that stuff works, but nobody actually sees it. So I, so I don't agree. So I don't agree with you, but I, the one thing I do like, but, but the one thing I like about talking smack just real quick is people get their personality. That's great. Yes. And I think that's kind of the point. Same thing with BTE. It's kind of the slow build of, of the people's personality coming. And I just think it, I, I think it's a, just a tremendous show. BTE sometimes gets a little bit cute, but I think Talking Smack has been has been tremendous. I agree. Uh, so like I said, a little rapid fire, some of these things. Uh, it became official. Uh, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair is set for WrestleMania. I think that's the right direction. I mean, we'll see how this works out on the Raw side. Where, where, the, where their women's division goes, apparently um, Asuka actually did get hurt. So that's why she's not on TV, which I guess she lost a tooth. So she's going to uh, be- let, let, me, let me guess, Charlotte's going to have a title match. <laughs> oh God, I, I, ho- I really hope they figure out a way for Rhea Ripley to uh, 
get that title match. Some even even either as a three way or Rhea beats her at Fastlane, and they don't have much time to set that up. But but what's your thoughts quickly on uh, them finalizing Sasha versus Bianca Belair? A lot of people are hoping that due to the fact that she won the Rumble, that will be the main event of either not, of night one of WrestleMania. Um, that'd be cool. Um, a lot of pressure on Bianca. I love her as an athlete, and she's wrestled some good matches. But that's a lot of pressure on her to wrestle. I mean, Sasha Banks is, I mean, there's not many, not many better women's wrestlers in the world than her, but it's going to be quite a feat. So it would be cool. I hope the buildup's okay. As good as Sasha is in the ring on the mic, she still leaves a lot to be desired and build up for matches for, for her. Oftentimes she needs the other person to kind of carry her in the mic a little bit. She now, um, what'd you say? Apparently now she's a heel, it looks like, out of nowhere. You know? I think she's I think she's playing – I like that, though. I think she's playing a heelish character. She's one of the four horsewomen. She's been one of the best wrestlers in the world for years. Who is this upstart, right? So I actually enjoy that story if that's kind of where they go with it, where Bianca Belair, they show her parents. She cried after she won. I mean, if there's not a natural baby face in that, like, I don't know what is. No, so, so I So I like where they go. Um and, you know, the Reginald thing is kind of silly, but um, let's see where they go with it. Um, but I, I'm, I'm very curious to see what, where they go. And I think they could make it a very, very good build because, you know, they've got time to tell that story. Yeah, absolutely. And the last thing in regards to WWE, at least to me, is I just wanted to get your opinion because we've spoken about him once in a blue moon. What do you think of uh, Apollo Crews' new gimmick? I thought it was actually pretty well done. It goes back to, I don't know if this is what he did on the indies with the Uha Nation gimmick, but... This new gimmick, I think, makes him come across a little bit more serious, more of a contender, just not being happy-go-lucky Apollo Crews. I thought it was – I thought it was – the only thing I didn't like was the end when he was doing the accent. I'm like, what? what's this accent that you're doing? Um, other than that, I thought it was really good. You know, he was going back to his heritage um, and who he is, and um, and and that's, that's what this is. That's what wrestling is now in 2021. This isn't – you know, the big boss man, although, well, not the big boss man. This isn't Kamala, um, the Ugandan giant. This isn't, you know, this is like guys who it's their real life personalities coming out and uh, real life stories. Right. And that's what Apollo Cruz was. He's from Nigeria. Um, you know, I don't know about all the stuff with the story. I haven't said some of that. Yeah, that's embellished, obviously. Uh, but I thought he was great. I mean, that's his best promo he's ever had. Absolutely. The best problem he's ever had. And he is a tremendous wrestler. So if his gimmick is good, I mean, the sky's the limit for him. The sky is the limit for him. And I'm I'm glad that they gave him a shot. And I'm glad that he took that shot and he's doing something with it. Like, that's the way it's supposed to go. You're supposed to give a guy a shot after he's earned it, which I think Apollo Crews has. And then what does he do with that? Does he take it and run with it or not? And I think he did a great job in his promo. So uh, although Shinsuke, unfortunately, is the kind of victim of all this, unfortunately, you know, Shinsuke had a big match at WrestleMania. You know, Apollo Crews has never had that opportunity. And they could heat Shinsuke up whenever they want. Apollo Crews, this is his time to, to give him a shot. So let's see what they do with him. And let's see what he does with this opportunity. Man, SmackDown, it's like two, it's just two, it's, it's insane how different these shows are, but yeah. So that's my, that's my take on Apollo. Yep, yeah, I agree. I think he did a really good job. Interesting where they go leading into Fastlane. 
It looks like, just quickly, it looks like, you know, SmackDown actually cares about the Fastlane pay-per-view. Raw doesn't really seem like they really have, as of this point, don't really have a direction. I don't know if we get like- Wait, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Raw doesn't have a direction? <laughs> Jesus that's true. Good point. I mean, that's been the story of the last whatever, right? Last year? Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. And it, it's and maybe some down the line, we'll actually talk about Randy Orton having a doppelganger. An evil I'm good. Guy. I'm good. We don't have to talk about it. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I agree. But uh, so, Jay, I thought, like I said, SmackDown was good. Raw was got its rating somehow. Um, but let's let's talk a little bit about AWNXT quickly. I thought both shows were solid. I thought it was a good go-home show for uh, AW. I thought it started a lot stronger than it ended. I mean, I don't. I'd love to get your opinion on the placement of the Shaq uh, Cody match. You can tell me how much you liked or didn't like it in a second, but it's interesting. I mean, they they won the ratings. They got over nine hundred thousand, and of course, that's a composite over the whole entire night. But do you think it was a mistake to go and put that in the beginning? Or do you, what have you done, like WWD did, with the build-up to this Miz-Lashley match? You keep the fans there for the whole time night waiting for Shaq. I mean, I would have done – I mean, I would have done it at the end. And you do – you know, I mean, again, they have 18 – they have so much they're trying to put on this show. Uh, as guys are – you know, they had the Four Horsemen reunion, and the guys are, like, li- literally running out of the – <laughs> into the back as they put Paul White over. It's like, God, Tony Khan, just slow down on these on this stuff. But um, I would have oh, done. Rest in peace, Jim Crockett Jr. He, Absolutely. Yeah, yep. I would have done that match at the end, the Shaq match at the end, and I would have done another vignette or two or a backstage segment with Shaq talking and Jay talking as a buildup. You cut down, as I say, you cut down one of these matches or you cut the match out completely, and then you have. Um, you know, a vignette or a backstage with these these people to like build it up. I, I you know, I don't I don't know. This is Tony Khan is crash wrestling, right? So that's what he's gonna do, and that's what he did. Um, as far as the match itself, it, it's not the type of wrestling in 2021 that I really want to see anymore. Um, I don't want to see the celebrity. I don't want to see some woman who's super super green in there. Um, the match does nothing for me and I'm not super, super interested. And I don't know, Shaq disappeared into the ambulance or whatever he did. I, I don't know. The match did almost, I mean, I like the spot with Shaq and that was good that he went to the table and, and whatever, but the match did absolutely nothing for me. And I think in 2021, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess there's, you know, you want to entertain people and, and they did well in the ratings and people want to see Shaq. So I, I, I get it. Um, but I just, I, it's just not, it's just not what I like to see. It's not what I want to see, but Shaq was all right. I mean, God bless him. Shaq, Shaq hung in there and he did okay. It just is not a match that, that I'm into or had any interest. And Jade is, she's very green. Like she's very green, big spot for her. You know what? I, I want to agree with you, but I was entertained by the match. I would, maybe it's that whole entire thing where you expect nothing and you get something halfway decent, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, all right, this was actually better than I expected. And maybe that's the whole entire thing where when you have these celebrities in there and they don't, you know, make a total fool of themselves, and you're like, all right, I mean, do I ever want to see Shaquille O'Neal ever wrestle again? Do I want to see Paul White versus, you know, uh, Shaquille O'Neal? No. Would I mind seeing, you know, 
Shaquille and you'll every once in a while, you know, wave to the fans when you have a live, a live show in LA, you know, maybe a year or so from now. Sure. That'd be, that'd be fine. But Shaquille O'Neal wasn't my, Corey, the problem, Shaquille O'Neal wasn't my problem. Oh no, I understand. My problem, my problem is they have, they never have any women on, they barely ever have any women on this show. They have four four women on the show total, basically a good, good match. Right. And then red velvet who she's, she's fine. She seems like she's fine. Um, And then Jade who's super green getting put in this big spot. So that was my issue. And I wouldn't mind seeing Jade come out there doing a squash match or two, two establishing her to put her in this spot with another man who's never wrestled before. By the way, Shaq did look good. I was like, you always see him in the suits and you're like, eh, maybe he's getting a little bit of LBs, but he's still in good shape. Um, you know, I, I just, it just, I don't know. If it was just Shaq who was in there and they had another, you know, woman's wrestler who was, you know, had her stuff together, I'd be into it. But that just, yeah, didn't do it for me. But like I said, you know, it maybe you guys me. liked I, it. I actually thought Jade was was okay. I didn't think it. I like I said, you see, she was green, but I didn't think the moment was too big for her. I thought she came across as a star. I thought she, I thought you know the finisher she did worked well. I mean, would you of course like to see someone who's been in the business for a longer period of time get that opportunity? Who deserved it more? Sure, but you know what? Right place, right time, and that's who they decided to put it in. And let's see where they go from here. Does she get? put back into the, you know, on dark, or do we see her, you know, have matches slowly and get better? We'll see what happens. You know, I don't know what happens. Is she Abaddon or is she Anna Jay or Taya Conti? We'll see how her progression goes, but you know, she was put in the big spot. And at least for me, it didn't feel like, you know, she was lost out there. I felt it worked, but. Um, All right. We'll agree to disagree. Fair enough. Uh, Jay, but you know, like I said, overall, I thought it was a good show. I thought that the um, MJF segment with Jericho, I thought was done well. I mean, I thought, you know, I do think it was a mistake and it didn't, and maybe they would have even had a higher rating, but as much as, and I'm one of the biggest defenders there out there of the Dark Order and, and John Silver, but that was not the right main event to put on at the end of the show, especially going up against, you know, Roderick Strong and um, Finn Balor. But, you know, like I said, it wasn't a bad match, but it was Why, why, you know, why do they need the match? Why do they need that? You're building up your, your pay-per-view and then they had the brawl at the end. It's too much. There's too much stuff happening on the show. Nothing breathes. It's just go, go, go. It's, it's, it's too, it's too, it's too, it's too much. And the Max Caster uh, 10 match was okay. Why was that match 10 minutes long? Was that? Why we have, why would, wow. Yeah. Why would we have that match to 10 minutes? That doesn't make any, I remember watching it thinking, man, this is a, Long match. Why is that match 10 minutes long? Wow. It just doesn't, it doesn't the, the, the problems that they have just continue to, to befuddle me. Um, uh, yeah, they just have things that, and then they do really like the four horsemen thing was, uh, it was tremendous. Yeah. It was really, really cool. And I really, I enjoyed it. That was the moment of the night for me in wrestling. That was a really cool moment. Um, but then you don't build on it. Then they, now Paul White's in there. Well, we'll see how that goes. You know what? But let me fight back in here one second here. And I'm not going to say you're wrong, but during the Attitude Era where we had the biggest boom period in wrestling, and I'm not saying that this was right or wrong, but wasn't a lot of the stuff that happened during that time was Crash TV, and it was just one segment after the other. And I understand it was because of the competition, and you didn't want people to change channels. But a lot of times, everything that was going on there was 
One thing happened, another thing happened. It was one after another, and they didn't give you time to breathe to actually change the channel. That's I think I think, I think Corey, I think you could do that sometimes. But not I do think you could do that sometimes. Not after you have the fucking four horsemen reunion. I, you know, there's times that you can do that, but you don't, every show is like that. All the whole show's like that. And, you know, I, and I'm going to say this, and I've said this before. Tony Khan has, I mean, Tony Khan knows that AEW's audience is younger and younger people generally like, gimme, 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 gimme quick. And that's partially probably why he does that. So I think it is by design. As an old 41-year-old, I just can't stand it. Nice, sir. Um, so before we get to the, the two big things, let's quickly go to NXT. So I want to save the speculations here for a little bit more bigger discussion. Your thoughts on NXT that next week they have the huge competition to the, whatever the, the fallout for AEW revolution is with your, your two title matches. What was your thoughts of, of NXT this week? Uh, yeah, thought it was a good show. You know, NXT is always, it's always a good show. Uh, I thought the Austin Theory, Johnny Gargano stuff was okay. Uh, I, th- I thought it kind of missed the mark a little bit. It wasn't terrible, but I don't think it was great. Um, you know, L.A. Knight. I thought his promo was not fine. It was not great. Like, it was not what I would want to see from this guy's first appearance, in my opinion. Um, uh, the ballot. Balor Roderick Strong match was great. I mean, come on, Roderick Strong is one of the best wrestlers in the world, and so is Balor. So that match was really good. Um, so overall, I thought it was a good show. Nothing transformative or crazy. The women's title match, I think that was interesting. That you know they kind of got screwed out of the match, and I hope that will kind of further that story. Nia Jax is so fucking horrible. Like I, can't, I can't. I just can't with her, Corey. When she did the move where she kind of wanted to do the splash of Dakota Kai and she, Dakota Kai, she fell all wrong and you know it wasn't Dakota Kai's fault. You almost killed Dakota she's Kai. She's so yeah. bad. She's so terrible. Get her off NXT. She's on Mondays. I get it. I got to deal with her on Mondays. Please don't put her on Wednesdays too. So anyway, so we'll see what happens there. But overall, I thought it was a good show. Not one of their best shows at all, but overall, a, you know, a decent show. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. The two things I would say is I do find it really interesting, the little uh, things they're doing with uh, Walter's group, with they're doing with this week with Timothy Thatcher, and also with um, former member of, I'm having a... You're talking about Killian Dane? Killian Dane, stuff they're doing there where they're trying to save little bit of seeds of what could or could be happening with this like super group of all the guys from the past, the present. Now that might work out in you know the next couple of weeks or leading into the new you know, undisputed era. Uh, maybe eh, interesting. That could be interesting there. And, but the thing, the pro- I guess the problem with that group is like if there's no Walter, it's like he's the leader of it. You need a leader of a group, unless maybe Thatcher. Yeah, or you know, or maybe yeah, that, yeah they're gonna need some. Thatcher's not charismatic enough to be. I mean, Walter's not the most charismatic guy, but he's bad, so badass that it yeah, doesn't sure. matter. So they'll have to figure they'll have to figure that out. But um, they need a big stable, um, and so you know we'll see we'll see if we'll see if Imperium becomes a big stable. So and then, but the other thing is, I'm going to just fight back at you a little bit on this. Is the idea that that felt, that women's tag team match felt very raw? It felt you know with that ending, it felt like something you would watch on Monday Night Raw. 
And I don't know. It's just like you. I expect more from NXT. Those type of yeah. I mean, I mean, Corey, it's hard, right? Because you got to write yourself. Now, yeah, now you got to you got to protect you got to protect Raquel and Dakota Kai. Um, you know, there's rumors that maybe they'll have an NXT Women's Title, which I don't think they should do, but maybe they will. Um, and they could have an NXT Women's Title, and would it be ridiculous to have like? Probably not. Um, when you say NXT, you mean at Mania you're talking about? or, uh, or NXT No, I'm just saying title. maybe at some point they have NXT women's tag titles. Okay, NXT women's, sorry, NXT women's tag titles. Maybe they have that at some point. Like, I don't know. I don't think it'd be insane. Do you think that's um, what people's big announcement is next week? That you get tag titles? Or is it that NXT won't go to any show? I mean, what do you think? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly what it's going to be. But I agree, with, I agree with you in that I did not love the ending of it. But I felt like you wanted Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez to be protected. So how are you going to do that, right? So we'll see how that that plays out. I didn't love it, but I didn't absolutely hate it either. I hate Nia Jax. I can understand. All right, so let's get into the big thing that happened on AEW that everyone is talking about in regards to are we getting an TNA level? I made the joke earlier, a TNA level surprise. Or are we going to get a real surprise that people are going to care about? We know that we not, we're not giving you a great pay-per-view uh, other than gimmicks and tricks. So please uh, order because you might have a, a new guy who you haven't seen, even though we've signed like five guys in the last five weeks and we don't ever sign any women. Hopefully the new guy we sign will be the biggest star in the history of stars. All right. So Bo White came out and said, you know, I've got the big scoop. I know before everyone else, a Hall of Fame level star. So the, the names that you know popped in my head, some of them are obvious aren't going to happen. Brock Lesnar, you think WWE would match whatever deal. CM Punk, Batista, Kurt Angle, Christian. Maybe Bully Ray. Bully Ray? I paid $60 to see Bully Ray. I mean, he is in their Hall of Fame. I mean, any of those um, names no, come out you, you know, that you think that is a real possibility? No, I mean, you can't, Corey, you can't hype someone like this up and then give me Ziggy Dice. I mean, you know, I mean, I hope they sign Zelina Vega. It'd be nice if they actually signed a woman who could wrestle and talk. But Davy Boy Smith Jr. That, well, that's I mean, not gonna, he's not going to move the needle. If you're, if you're, first of all, they need to do better with the people they've signed. But the other thing is, I guess the question is, is this person? Do we think a? Because how many people can they have in the main event? I mean, Phoenix isn't even on a pay-per-view, although I think they're going to be the – are they the mystery ta- – are they the tag team? Yeah, they're the tag team. They, All right, uh, so they're going to so they're gonna win. All right. Hopefully. But how many people can they put on these shows, right? How many more people can they have? Uh, how many more people can they sign? So, I, I mean, Sam Punk said on Twitter he's, he's not going there. Kurt Angle, please. They just, they just got two old guys. Uh, Leo Rush, no, he's he's an MLW. Just won a Triple A title. I don't think he's exclusive to there though. I mean, I think, Leo Rush, I, mean. 
I think Leo Rush, but Hall of Fame love. I mean, well, I mean, there's two guys coming. Tony Khan said that there's two guys coming. There's one who give you the sixth person in the ladder match, and then there's this Hall of Fame level guy. So, I mean, I think that's going to be Kurt. I mean, I feel that's Kurt Angle or Brock Lesnar. I mean, who else is available on the open? Why they bring a Kurt? He's 50 years old. Why they bringing him in? I'm not saying no. I mean, I mean, the, the right answer should be CM Punk, but and what's he bringing? Sab? What's he bringing? Sabu? I mean, come on, come on. It's not going to be RVD. The Hall Hall of Fame level definitely makes me think it's an older guy. Is it Christian? He was in the Rumble. They haven't used him since. Also, also not for nothing, Moxley hyped Christian up um, a few weeks ago. He was in some interview, and Moxley said, if there was any guy I could wrestle who I haven't wrestled, you know, a past guy, it would be Christian. I I think that'd be interesting. I think that. So, I mean, so does Christian? I always say this, and you tell me what does that mean. But does Christian move the needle for you? No, absolutely, absolutely not. So, all right. So before we move and, on, and, I, and listen, hold on, and hold on, and you're talking to an unabashed, huge Christian fan. He does not move the needle. All right. So quickly, though, Brock Lesnar definitely moves the needle for you, right? Uh, yeah, of course. CM Punk moves the needle. Ah, hundred percent. Batista. Not really. I mean, he says he's retired, but you know. Yeah, maybe a little bit, maybe a little, maybe a little needle move. He's uh, only because of what he's done in Hollywood now. So now he's like a bigger name. So based off wrestling, probably not based off Hollywood. Maybe. Yeah. And I guess the last one that I could think of, like I said, I don't think it's RVD because apparently WWE is doing a documentary on RVD right now. And I think RVD has got to be smart enough that he's not going to screw up that, that situation there. But I will even say, is oh, who knows? If they give him enough money, if they give you enough money, you'd do anything. But that would be, he would not move. He'd be moving no needles. All right. Um, is there any, I don't know. I mean, is there anybody else that, I mean, the only other person, and it's not a man, which thank God, Tessa, maybe they finally do the thing with Tessa Blanchard. No, no way. No way no she's way. coming in, or no way that moves the needle? Uh, no way she's coming in. And she, I don't know that she moves the needle enough. She's been away for so long and she was the champion of impact, but you know, that that's, that was impact. So I don't think she moves the needle enough. Um, and they don't want to hire women who are stars. So, um, I mean, I, 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 we've talked about it. They want women who they can develop and, and get better. I think that's where they're trying to save the money to be honest with you. So um, I guess, uh, so is your guess either, uh, I mean, so is your guess either Christian or Kurt Angle? Is that what your guess would be? And I, I know you don't like it, but is that what your guess is? Oh, Kurt Angle. Jesus Christ. I all of it, I mean, you know, if you oh look at God. the content clues, I mean, which you all, I mean, you know. Oh, my God. And, and here's the part. It's all old WWE. Guys. This is like turning into fucking TNA. It's got to at least Chris, Christian's older, too. But and, oh, my God. Christian, I guess Christian. But also, he's got a lot of concussion. He's got a lot of concussion issues. Like, I don't know. I honestly think if it's not CM Punk or Brock Lesnar, the internet is all the internet marks out there are going to say it's it's a it's a total disaster. They're not going to care if it's not one of if it's not Brock or Punk. Well, Corey, I mean, can you blame them? You're 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 hyping people up that you're going to have a Hall of Fame level person. It's hard to come up with. Christian and I love Christian, but it's hard to come up with Christian now. He hasn't. He's he's, you know, he's in the Rumble. He hasn't been a big part of anything. He hasn't been out there in the news. 
like it's hard to come up with Christian as the Hall of Fame guy. Like that's our guy. That's what we're doing here. As far as the ladder match, I think Leo Rush, if he was in the ladder match, he'd be great. He wouldn't win the match, but I think it'd be it'd be fun to have him in it. Um, or you know, you have him win the match, and he he's kind of like I'm the belt collector, kind of the 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 junior belt collector to Omega. So you know, maybe do something there. So um, they could make it interesting. I, I don't know. I'm gonna be. I know I'm gonna be disappointed in whoever they bring in, unless it's unless it unless it's CM Punk. I I don't. I'm not really gonna care anyway. So. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. I know we're, we're, you know, we're on long as usual. Corey, Corey, since we got on Wrestle Life, really, really loves these long shows. We, when we did just audio, it was an hour. Now these shows are an hour and a half. Here's the, here's the problem. If they have a guy on their brand, a new guy, he's got to be something different. He's got to either be, if he's, if he's an older ambassador guy, I think that's cool. I'm, I'm okay with it if it's Angle and he's just like an ambassador or whatever. Like, it's fine. Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle's an all-time great. It'd be great for him to be on TV every now and then and whatever. Do I want him wrestling? Absolutely not. So they need to figure out who, to, who they're going to bring and who's going to uh, accentuate their show. They have enough fucking dudes on the show. They they got they've got dynamite. Now they're gonna have dark, and now they're gonna have this elevation show. They have enough men for sure on their show. And now maybe with the Japanese women and with this tournament, maybe they are becoming more of a part of the show. They they need women who can wrestle, so that'd be nice. But I don't know. I I, I they, it has to be someone who accentuates the show. It can't just be another another per you know what I'm saying so I I don't know all right well I got I got one more one more and we'll move on there are rumors out there depending on where you read like fightful.com has said that so let me finish before you say no in February 2021 no <laughs> <laughs> contract was uh, set to expire whose contract Koto Ibushi I know he's a t- he's a champion but could we have some sort of mega deal where he signed to both co- signed to both companies he can't be okay. there because of COVID, but he's he, the person doesn't have to have to show up. But they could put up a graphic saying Kota Ibushi is is all elite. Would that be a would that be something that uh would make you go all right? They delivered. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. Or a big name guy from New Japan Pro Wrestling. If the Forbidden Door is open, Okada. Yeah, I mean I don't know how long his contract is, but I'm saying I'd be, I'd be, I would be. I would be okay with that. Here's the only issue. It's not happening, but I'm just making Well, here's the only issue. Very hard to say, hey, you spend six thousand on this pay-per-view, partially because you're excited about whatever new new guy we're gonna have come in. And then hey, here's a bushi. We're not you're not gonna see him for months, but congratulations. I think that's kind of a you know, kind of a bait and switch. I think that's that would be my only issue. If they didn't like hype it up, they just you know, like then I think it'd be fine. Uh, but I think that might make people, I think that might make people upset knowing he's not going to be there for a while. I mean, he's not in the New Japan Cup, so he's not going to. He can quarantine for you know. He could have left right after you know. Like I said, it's not happening. He could have left right after the show this morning and then quarantine for two weeks, be here for a couple of weeks of you know some shows and then a couple of a couple of weeks. I mean, he's got to be on all out. <laughs> well, come do something, then come back and then you may be here for all out. But you know, he doesn't mostly have to defend the title. Until you know Dominion or whatever, 
you know, because he doesn't have to be there for a little while. I don't know if he's going to be on house shows or whatever. You know, it's mostly not going to happen. But I'm just I think it's kind of crazy, but who knows? Right. All right. So that was a little speculation. So let's quickly, as we run long, as always, as you say, AW Revolution 2021, at least in my opinion, one of the best shows of last year. Jason thinks every NXT was better. NXT TakeOver show. Hey, hey, uh, they, Revolution, no, no, no. Revolution was a very good show last year. Absolutely. I think I think Revolution may have been their best pay-per-view they've had. Oh, no. I think it's the best pay-per-view they've had. And they had the match of the year. The, the Bucks Omega page match was the match of the year. So don't, 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 uh, you know, don't put words in my mouth here. I like some AEW stuff. I don't hate all AEW. This show, on the other hand, eesh. All right. I think it's gonna be a pretty good show, but whatever. All right. All right it's so not gonna be I again my my whole thing is always is it gonna be takeover level? And this certainly is not gonna be takeover. All right, we'll see. I mean, I don't think I think it might be right below takeover level, but I think it's gonna be really, really? Good show. Yeah, I think is this gonna be, be like revolution last year? It might be I think it's gonna be close. I really do think that what guys- match on here is going to be anywhere near that tag match. Anywhere near that tag match? Um, Give me one match that's going to be anywhere anywhere close. Give I me a match that's going to be anywhere close to the, you know, yeah, go ahead. I think the tag team Casino Battle Royal is going to be. Was gonna, is gonna be is what? Gonna be, a, a battle royal? I think, I think the ladder match is going to be great. Get out of here. I think the ladder match is going to be great. Okay, it'll be a fun ladder match that's not for anything. Go ahead. What do you mean? The winner winner gets a shot at the TNT title. Yeah, and they're, then they're going to lose on Wednesday. Okay, go ahead. Say so. No stakes. All right, so, all right, so starting off the show, we're going to try to go a little fast here. You got your kickoff match, which you don't care about, the buy-in. Thunder Rosa. I didn't even, even know there was a buy-in. Did they announce it on Dynamite? I, I didn't even know. Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. All right, right before the show, there, don't forget there's a buy-in. I mean, it's a throwaway. Go ahead. All right. You got Thunder Rosa and Rio tag teaming up against Britt Baker and uh, Rebel. What's the match for? Just to have a match, I guess it's a it's a feud, you know. They rebels in the match. No. Well, that well, part of the idea is they said she's hurt, and if he's not not able to go, Bridge could be able to find a replacement, which I think could be Makita or uh, someone else. All right, go ahead. Okay. All right, so I think uh, I think I, I do think that yeah, Britt Baker's team win that match. But all right, so moving on to the main card, you've got the uh, tag team casino battle royal, which I think could I'm, be. I'm glad to see Thunder Roses on the main show. She's one of the best wrestlers. Oh, we'll in the company. get into that at the very end of the show. Why I think she may not be being booked as much coming up shortly. Yeah, but uh, slight tease before we get out of here. Um, I'm not gonna name all the all the tag teams in this, but please don't. You got you got Top Flight. You got Pac and Ray and Phoenix. Now, now this party. yeah, and this t- and I, Pac and Pac and Phoenix I think are gonna win. Yeah, I, I do think it's I think it's either them or the Inner Circle. Or Tease and Santana, I think, because uh, I think those teams have been actually booked pretty strong as of late. So I yeah, but Santana and Ortiz already had the title shot. That's the only reason why. I think they'll give it to a new team. Yeah, maybe you're right. Um, but I think that could be a really solid match. A lot of good teams in there. I think this is the coming out party for... But, but uh, it, so it's a, ba- but it's a battle royal, right? Those battle royals are always real wacky. That last battle royal wasn't good. It's not going to be a good... Quint, when have you ever said a battle royal is going to be good? You're more of an AW mark. It's going to be a battle royal. It's not going to be a good match. It might be fun. Battle royals are not generally. This isn't the Royal Rumble. All right. I'm saying, no, I just think you have a lot of good talent in there. And I think they're going to be. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good talent. Spots. They've they had a lot of good talent in their last battle royal tag team match. And it was like, fine. Like, it'll be fine. You're putting right. us on a pay-per-view. Go ahead. Well, it's a way to get guys in, right? 
you've got your tag team grudge match. Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. Kip Sabian and Miro, I think, is when Miro finally comes out and just kills everyone. I think this is when you get the split of the team. And I think this is the beginning of the former Rusev being Rusev. I saw, and, and my thought on that is because of the promo that he did on the go-home show, showing, you know, without all of the, you know, the fancy clothes and everything, he was just looked like, you know, badass uh, Rusev saying, you know what, I'm, I've given you guys a chance to go and do things my way. Now I'm just going to kill people. And I think this might be. Yeah. And I mean, he did hint that you were waiting for the serious Rusev. Now you got it. I think they're definitely going to win. I agree with you. I don't know if it causes a split. Like, I don't, I don't think we're there yet, um, but I do think Rusev wins. All right. Uh, big money match, Matt Hardy versus Adam Page. I think it could be a fun match. I think it's going to be, I think it could be a little, a lot of shenanigans in that. I think you can see the dark order and all the guys that Matt Hardy has paid off over the last couple of weeks. So I think it could be a shit fest, to be honest. But I think Adam Page and Matt Hardy are two professionals. So I think they could have yeah. a good match. Maybe you. But by the way, you haven't told me a match that's as good as any of the takeover matches from the last pay per view. But um, I, I, was, I, I didn't say it was going to be. You, I'm just saying you said this. Is a, well, I think the next you said, you said this could be takeover level, and I said absolutely not. And you All have right. not given me one reason to think so. Um, I think the match, this match, could be fun. Uh, I think it could be a good match. I mean, Matt Hardy can still go in the ring. I think they're going to give him some time in this match. We know Adam Page is great. So I, I I hope they don't do tricks and gimmicks. And I don't think they've done that a ton on pay-per-views either. So I think they're going to give this a good amount of time, 15 minutes or so, and I think it'll be a good match. And, and Page, Page, has, Page has the win, obviously. I would hope so. Well, I'm just saying, I would say last year's revolution was on the level of I agree. We agree. We agree. But you're saying this is going to be. But um, I think think this could be a great match. The AW NXT, AW NXT, AW TNT number one contender ladder match. Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus Cody Rhodes versus Pentagon versus Max Caster, who I think was put in this match because I don't know if you saw earlier today was reported by Tony Khan that Anthony Bowens is out with an injury. Hopefully he comes back soon because I think he's actually the much Higher talent, uh, not on the mic, but in ring. I think both think could be a superstar down the line. He's really? out, and then uh, a sixth guy, which I think could be maybe a Ziggy Dice or an Ethan Page, one of uh, someone like that. I think could be Ooh, sixth Page. guy in that match. Yeah, Ethan Page, I think, is a good. Ethan Page is a good one. I think Ethan Page is a good one because that's someone that Cody has specifically mentioned that he's a big fan of. So that's a good one. I, I think Ethan Page would probably, sure. I, if I had to, if you know. Ethan Page probably be like uh, plus 400. I'd put some money on Ethan Page. Um, I think it should be a good match. I think Cody probably wins uh, because Cody usually wins. Eh, you know, I don't know that this is a match. The problem with number matches like this is it's a match on a pay-per-view to get everyone on the show, to get everyone a payday. And it's for the number one contender, which means you're going through this ladder match and you're going nuts and you're breaking your body and killing yourself to have a chance to face the champion when Joey Janela just faced the champion a few weeks ago. So I, that's my, that's my biggest problem with these number one contenders matches. But um, if it was more of a money in the bank style where, you know, whatever, but anyway, I digress. It should be a fun match. Again, part of my thing is it doesn't mean a lot to me because I don't care who gets the number one contender. Cause I don't, I don't know that they'll win, um, but it should be fun. Uh, I, well, I think that whoever is the uh, mystery six guy is going to win because in past 
things like this. The last time they had the uh, ladder Cage. match, yeah, with Brian, Brian Cage. Cage I guess, so, Corey. The problem is, I don't care who wins this because, I, because I like, it could be a star-making performance. That I mean, not not if he loses the next Wednesday on Dynamite. I, I think that's the problem. Like, who win? Whoever wins this needs to win the title. And, well, I, and I don't think, don't I don't, have but have, you could build, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you could also, you don't have to have this be next week against the title shot. You could have this build up to a match for dynamite, you know, in a couple of weeks. This doesn't have to be the following week. This but if the guy match. doesn't win the title, what is this for? Well, we could see how he, how he goes with the fit, you know, what type of reaction. In a ladder match. I mean, they're going to all pop for all these guys in a ladder match. And there's not that many fans there. All right, like I said, I think. Well, like I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say either Scorpio. Sky I, I think it's or gonna, Scorpio. I think it's gonna be a good match. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it's a mostly inconsequential match because the match isn't really for anything. We've got two matches on the show that are for number one contenders. When we always see them having title matches randomly, um, so that, so that, so that's my, that's my issue. But all right, go ahead. Uh, you got your women's title match. You got Sheeta versus Rio. Uh, Rihu, uh, I thought that she looked really good in the uh, the title eliminator tournament. I think I would have gone with either Britt Baker or uh, Thunder Rosa. Another holds on to the title, but I really do think this could be a good match, and I like the way that they ended the tournament with her showing a little bit of fire and giving you a reason why to kind of care about this. Where the fact that it looks like there's a little bit of respect but heat going into this match at least that's the way i read it at the end of uh yeah i mean they 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 tried their hardest um i i think it should be a good match if they give it time um and so yeah i think it should be a good match i think i don't expect she to lose the match it wouldn't make any sense all right and then uh this is where i think it comes down to if where if you think this is going to be a good card or not and this is where i think you don't like this card as much i i think when the young bucks are in a match they get the best out of every opponent and I think Young Bucks versus MJF and, and Jericho, I think, well, is it going to be a five-star match? No. But I think they're going to have a really good match. And I think that that go-home angle on um, on Wednesday was a lot better to, way to end the feud than a, you know, pop a buck, you know, yeah. with fake blood going down, you know, a merch truck. Except so they mean, forgot to mention the titles in, in, in it. They forgot to mention that they're fighting for the title. They're not fighting for Papa Buck. They're fighting for the 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 world the the tag team tag championships. Um, I, I yeah, I thought the angle was was fine. Um, I, I like the Bucks promo. It came out with some fire. Um, that doesn't make me think the match is going to be any better. I think the match will be fine. I think it'll be a good match. Um, and I think Jericho it might be good for him. You know, not being but the Bucks wrestle such a fast style, Corey. They really do. They wrestle a fast style. And I think, you know, their best matches, their best match was against Page and Omega. Why? They wrestle a fast style. And so, you know, a storytelling style is not what they, what they're really good at um, or what they've been good at over the years. Um, So I, I think the match will be good. I don't think it'll be like, oh my God, I can't watch this. I just don't think it'll be. I think it'll. I don't think it'll be like that good. I think it'll be like, oh, that was a good match. I think most of the matches on the show is, oh, I think it'll be a good match. 
There's no match where I'm like, oh my God, I cannot wait to see this match. Not one. And maybe that's me and maybe other people will feel differently, but I feel like this is a show of good matches. Well, not a show, not a show of not any, not any great matches. Um, and yeah, so that, yeah, that's, that's my, I think the best match could be the women's match. I mean, they, they, if they give that time and the ladder match will be fun. You know what I think has happened? And this is something that's happened. Like you hear like a Dave Meltzer and a Brian Alvarez talk about where after watching like a new Japan show and then having to watch like a Monday night raw, you have such a high expectation. And I'm not saying you're wrong in any respect. I think you're right. You should expect the highest level of a product, especially if you're paying for it, 60 bucks or whatever it is on of your money. And then when you have a $10 product and now in a couple of weeks, you'll be getting it for free with, you know, with your service to Peacock. But I think that there's, when you're watching these NXT shows, you even said, I thought that the Elimination Chamber actually was a pretty solid show for a WWE product. But I think sometimes you see like such a high level with the NXT shows, everything else now is kind of feels su- such less that you can't, en- it almost like makes it harder for you to enjoy. Some hey, I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I mean, I struggled with the Elimination Chamber and it wasn't a bad show, but I struggled with it maybe because I thought TakeOver was amazing. Oh, I agree. Um, and, and, I, and so what I'm saying with this show is, but AEW hypes, hypes themselves up as a wrestling, as a big time wrestling company. Mm-hmm. And you're also spending $60 on this show. That's a key point there, $60. And I think that's, I think that's you know, you're, you're asking a lot. You're asking a lot. So will it be a good show? Absolutely. It'll absolutely be a good show. Will it be one of their better shows? I don't think so. Um, and I, you know, I guess that's okay. Um, but all right, let's continue. So I think this right. ma- that match will be fine. I think the Young Bucks win. Well, I think the Young Bucks win, and eventually we're going to get this MJF breakup. Or do you think they win the title and then we get the MJF Jericho breakup down the road? Because then you got to get Guevara involved. I, 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 what you said last, I think that the Young Bucks retain and we have the return of Sammy Guevara costing MJF, you know, okay. the title. Okay. Which I think enough. could be, and maybe that's what I like about this show more than you. I think the storylines for me have paid off to make me interested, and maybe the in-ring product I'm overlooking slightly because I've enjoyed the lead-up of some of these matches. And that's the, and unfortunately I can't say the same thing for a co-main event, which I love him. He's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. But Darby Allen and Sting in a street fight against Team Taz, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks, it's just, just been going on too long. And yes, Sting has looked like he's mobile. And from everything you hear, this is going to be a cinematic match. But for me personally, I just don't care. No, I don't, I don't care either. Uh, they've they've done some good build with certain things. The problem is it's been every week. I mean, Corey, they have built this. They have built this matchup more than they've built up any of the other matches. Any of the other matches. Sting has had a problem with Team Taz since he got there in December. It's March now. That's four fucking months they've built this matchup. This is the most heavily built match on the show. Because he's out there every week. And I think that's been my problem. I did like the, um, you know, thing with Darby going, you know, doing the, the whole Shawn Michaels thing on the, through the rafters. Um, I thought there were some spots that were good, but... Every week was, oh, God. So I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be a fun match. They beat the shit out of each other. 
Sting and Darby win almost for sure. Um, and, I'm, and and more than anything, I'm happy for Ricky Starks because I think he's we both he's he's I mean he should be he should be a future world champion. Um, and I think and I think the one thing with AEW I give them credit for is I think they realize talent. So I think Ricky Starks eventually will be a world champion, and I think he should be. I think he's one of the best guys that they have. Combination of in ring and talking. So I'm happy for him. As far as the match goes, it'll be fine. Yeah, and you know it, it's nice to see that Will Will Hobbs, you know, found his way back to uh, television again. I mean, I don't know if it was because of weather or whatever he wasn't there, but you know, yeah, maybe he's been hurt. I mean, he might. I don't know if he lives in Texas or yeah, you know whatever. Sure. There's there's been things that have actually. I think I think it was because I know they took a picture for Black History Month, and he wasn't and they, there, right? And they said some people weren't there. So yeah, I think maybe he's been out because of the the weather. So and and that that's that's not a big deal, but the match itself. Eh, uh, yeah, um, and uh, Alex Mercado in, a, in the chat said uh, Stark's next NXT, uh, not NXT, TNT champion, not world. I could see that. It coming I, down. Absolutely, absolutely. I could, I could fully see if you have Team Taz win, you could have Stark's pin Darby, setting up him as the next challenger, giving a reason why the ladder match winner holds on to that shot for a little while. So, I mean, I yeah. can see that possibly happening. But our main event, I think one of the main reasons why Jay is not feeling this show is because of this exploding diarrhea on a pole match or barbed wire in a tank match. I don't even know what the hell you want to call this thing. Um, I'll be honest. It's not my style of match. And I will, and I'm going to mostly watch over the next day or so, the classic Anita versus Terry Funk barbed wire match from, I think it was like 1985. I think it was, which is, you know, put this in and Anita was actually on the show promoting it, which is a nice touch. And they invite him to be there, but because that of was you know, a nice touch. the pandemic, he wasn't allowed to, you know, to make it. I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt that with bells and whistles, this isn't a disaster. If this is a disaster match, this will be this will be a terrible pay per view. This turns out to be good. This will be a good pay per view. I think because it's the main event, you know. So I mean, yeah. I think that's what I, kind of hinges on. I think it'll be a good pay per view. Like I said, it just you're, you're we have New Japan, we have NXT. Um, we even have some really good WWE pay-per-views, right? Like, so, and then you have your, you're going against your own comp, your own revolution of last year. So there's a lot that they have to live up to. And eventually we're going to have Paul White in there and then who knows, Kurt Angle and Christian or whatever. But anyway. Or CM Punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so the match, I think it'll be fun. I think there's no reason why it won't be fun. Will it be cringeworthy in everything we know about wrestler injuries and these wrestlers passing away and all these things, how violent, you know, violent matches really lead to wrestler injuries and um, things down the road. I, I think it's rough. I think it's a rough idea to have a match like this. I really do. Um, but both wrestlers have signed on. John Moxley is going to be a dad soon. So obviously they're going to try to do this match as safely as possible for all parties involved. Um, interesting. There wasn't more hype for it on the, on the pay-per-view itself on the go home uh, show. show. Sorry itself. But I think, you know, I mean, we'll see. I think it'll be fun. I think they'll be the shit out of each other. I think there'll be um, a lot of bleeding um, and it won't be my style of match, but I think it'll be fine. But overall, Corey, we just said all the sh- matches on the show. This is not 
a very good pay-per-view. It's maybe a solid pay-per-view. Maybe it'll be a solid show. All right, I'll, I'll yeah. ask the question I always ask you. And I and I, I think I already know the answer, but if you weren't doing if you weren't doing this podcast, I know it's only four shows a year, they have a good track record, but would you order this show? Would I spend sixty dollars? Absolutely not. Abs- absolutely not. Not yeah, not right. a chance. Not and I've and I've bought their pay-per-views during the I've bought uh, most of their pay-per-views. Absolutely not. Not not a chance I'd buy this. And that and you know what? And that's the reason why they are telling you a Hall of Fame level talent is going to be. You're going to find out. I wouldn't buy it for that either. I don't want to see Kurt Angle out there. I'm not saying no, but I'm saying that's the reason why we're getting this tease of who it is. And let's be honest. But what, but, what, but what, Corey, that's the problem. That's what that's what they're doing. They feel like, oh my god, we got to get you to spend sixty bucks, so we're gonna have a tease. Come on. Now I hear you, but uh, Jay, how about you let people know uh, how they can follow us and uh, what you're going to be doing on Monday night? Oh God, we'll talk about Monday night in a minute. But we are uh, Worked Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We are on Twitter at Worked Shoot Pod. We're on Instagram at Worked Shoot Pod. Um, the great Jackie Endy is the one who who puts over our Instagram and helps us out with that. Uh, so Work Shoot Wrestling Podcast. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. I I heart radio. We're on I heart radio. I didn't know that. So, and we're also a part of the Life Group podcast series. Very proud and honored to be a part of that. Um, we've got we'll we'll get to we'll get to Monday, uh, but Sunday we've got Total Bases with Felipe and Sean. We're on Thursdays. We got to step back with Jacob and Leon, the basketball um, uh, podcast, the NBA. All-Star games coming up, right? Yep. I don't yep. know why they're having an All-Star game. Well, on Sunday um, against the... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's That's right. It's this Sunday. So just another thing for me to bet on. We've got the Audible with Matt and Randy, and then Dong City with Henry and Vince, and we're going to be talking about baseball movies. Corey, I swear to God, I looked at the list of baseball movies, and I'm like, I've seen three of these movies. So uh, your, boy, your, your boy's going to be in the dungeon watching a lot of a lot of baseball movies this weekend because I, I looked at these movies, and I'm like, oh, my God. Um, I have not watched many of them. So, um, but yeah, we'll be reviewing uh, baseball movies and, and going over those. And so looking forward to talking, talking about that. So we'll see. Yeah. So uh, like, like Jay said, uh, this Monday, Jason will be joining uh, Matt from the Audible as well. who will be joining them to uh, break down uh, the final couple of rounds of the baseball film March Madness tournament that they're doing. Uh, Somehow, Field of Dreams was knocked out in the first round. Don't agree with it, but Soul of the Game was a solid film. You know, weird matchup, so I guess, you know, sometimes that happens, but we'll see how far some of the other movies will go and what Jay will pick as, uh, you know, the champion of champions. Uh, maybe Major League or uh, 61 or one of these other, you know, films. Bull Durham makes it to the, uh, the finals. But, uh, Jay, you got – you'll let me know how that turns out. I'll try to watch as much as I can. But, uh, Jay, there is always one other podcast that we love to promote, which I can't remember what it's called. Can you give me a hint? You don't know Jackie. Jackie Andy, Jackie Rachel, Jackie Corey. Comedy podcast for the ages. Very cool. Uh, This week we uh, took a slight break. We'll be back uh, next week with a new episode. What are you guys doing taking a break? No days off. Uh, we'll be talking the David Arquette, uh, You Can't Kill David Arquette documentary, which Jason was smart enough not to be involved with because uh, it turned out to be a lot more work editing than I expected. So that's <laughs> honestly why uh, we didn't do it. We had a lot of stuff going on this week. Um, but uh, Jay, 
lot of great stuff going on with that podcast, with our podcast. You know, rate, review, let us know what you think. But uh, last subject, something that we've spoken about at length many times. And last week we thought it might have been dead because the NWA deleted their YouTube channel and everyone was going, what's going on here? I did, well, not, we think they were, I did not think they were dead. Well, some people did. Well, we, we didn't know where they were going. And it found out that on March 21st, they're coming back to pay-per-view on Fight TV, and then NWA Power is coming back on Tuesday the 23rd to be part of that busy Tuesday lineup. What's your thoughts on the return and the fact that, you know, pretty much if your name isn't uh, Nick Aldis, Cam uh, Camille, or Thunder Rosa, you're not with that company anymore. Who's on the show? That's a good question. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you got um, Damian Sandow. You got, uh, what's his name on there? Aaron, what's his name? Um, so you got Damian Sandow. I mean, a question mark, unfortunately, has passed away. Rest in peace, sir. Um, I, so many of those guys are gone. Eddie Kingston, Ricky, I mean, so many of those guys are gone. Yeah. Um, are maybe gone. they make it a women's event. I mean, you got Marty Bell. You got some women on there who are decent. I mean, Jesus, I, I don't know. And like, I know they're going to have a pay-per-view and it's great to say you're going to have a pay-per-view, but like, why would someone spend money on a show where you have had no stories for a year? Um, it's asking a lot. And maybe Corey, this is it, right? Maybe this is their last hurrah. If they do well and they kind of come back, then it's like, okay, they come back, they do well. Let's, let's roll it. But if they don't do well, maybe this is okay. It's time now. Time okay. to call it a day. Who's who? Who can they have on the show? I mean, it's gonna be. I mean, I guess you could just have a lot of you know non-contracted NWA talent on there. Maybe they bring in Chris Hero. Uh, <laughs> maybe they I mean, bring Chris Hero. I don't know. I mean, you can get a bunch of guys. You know, you can get a bunch of guys. I mean, they they did that. I mean, they had Eddie Kingston. They had Ricky Starks, who nobody knew about. I mean, you can get. Young guys, you can get maybe little, you know, little known guys. They have all those guys from NWA Hollywood. I mean, they have guys they could bring in, but um, the 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 beauty of that show was the audience, and it wasn't great wrestling. Like it was okay. It's good storytelling, but, but it was good great story. It was great storytelling with a great audience and okay wrestling. Man, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, it's one of the, the biggest elements of that show is going to be gone. It's going to be hard to replicate. It's going to be hard to figure that out. Get that magic. They, that show was magic, Corey. It really was. And I don't know, quite know how they figure that out. Well, before, before they had the, uh, the pandemic take them, take them off TV, the big match was Nick Aldis versus, uh, some guy named Marty Scroll. Do you think, uh, no, 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 we're not. no, 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 uh, no, 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 that desperate? no, no, no. You think they no. still have the ROH connection? Do you think we can think that's still alive? I mean, I mean, maybe, but it's hard because the ROH, you know, they have a different, you know, ROH has a real kind of um, different way about them in terms of like the testing is very intense and you guys, they have to, you know, so, but maybe they can have ROH guys. Maybe they could because it's like, well, you can go there and wrestle. And then when you come to ROH, you have to make sure you quarantine and stuff like that. The whole idea of NWA guys just appearing on their show, I don't know, will be a it'll be a thing, but I don't know, Corey, it's going to be, 
it's going to be a real struggle for them to see, but you know, if they've, if they've done this, it's been a plan that they've had for a while. Yeah. So, um, so if they've had this plan for a while, they've done some good stuff. Look at, look, NWA, uh, NWA power was a, I mean, it was for me, it was the most fun wrestling I watched during the week. It was not the best wrestling, but it was the most fun show. It's probably the show that I look forward to most. So can they get that magic back? No Dave Lagana, no half their roster, you know, no audience. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. It'll be interesting to see where they go. Just quickly, just like, you know, ROH this week was very good. I know, Jay, if you got a chance to check it out. And no, I'm always, I'm always like a week. I'm always like a week behind. So I don't know if I watched this week. I, I'm, I always get confused with these weeks. Well, you had really two good, you had two really good title matches. Rush versus Shane Taylor. I would say people should out of their way to see it. Fortunately, we don't have enough time this week to talk about it, but if you get a chance, definitely check it out. And MLW setting up the future with uh, Calvin Tankman looking to be the next challenger for Fatu. Uh, Maybe Fatu can put him to a solid match. But uh, Jay, we covered a lot of stuff. And as always, as you tell me, we spoke for way too long. So, uh, Jay, how about you uh, have the final word? As you I'm going to have to go to bed after this. I'm not even going to be like, yeah, I'm just going to go right to sleep talking for two hours. Jesus Christ. I think we're done here. See ya.